The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. You might have seen this news earlier in the week about uh, Mary Earps, the goalie for the English women's team. She was criticised after the final for swearing in a moment of passion. She was called, amongst other things, disgusting and unladylike. Holly Carpenter is a former model and social media influencer. Holly, were you shocked at this unbecoming behaviour? I was not shocked. (laughs) I mean, I think if you're going to watch sport, whether it's male or female sport, you can expect, you know, an outburst, maybe something like that. And I think, you know, it wasn't as if she was cursing at an opponent or at the ref or at any kind of fans or anything. It was just a moment of passion. It was like a moment of victory. She obviously was just caught up. And I don't know if a male sportsman would have faced the same kind of backlash. Oh, they wouldn't have. Like, we could just be no. like, let's be just blunt about that. They absolutely no. <laughs> wouldn't have because they do it all the time. <laughs> they curse all the time and there's never any comment. And so, I mean, what does it say that we're talking about it and that people are calling her these things? I mean, it has to be said that it's a double standard. How many times have you seen Roy Keane or Ronaldo lose their head on the pitch? And, you know, I think a similar thing happened when Katie McCabe and Vera Powell had that, you know, heated conversation and everyone was shocked and appalled. But, you know, sports, you're in the moment, you're feeling hot-headed, you know, you can't blame an athlete for having an outburst like that. And I think, you know, people who are shocked and appalled by something like that, maybe they shouldn't be watching sports. I do think it's often the same people who think that women belong in the kitchen if they have a problem with hearing a woman, a woman curse. It comes down to sexism for me. And, you know, if people say, oh, that's not ladylike, you know, just because someone is a woman doesn't mean they're actually concerned about coming across as ladylike, or maybe that's not something they think about in their day-to-day life. So, I mean, I curse, and I don't think it makes me less of a lady. <gasps> you know, Holly, I'm, I'm shocked. I know, I'm not going to do it live on air, don't worry, but it has to be said, I do sometimes curse. It might shock you, but yeah, I do. Uh, how but, often? I mean, do you curse like a sailor? I'd say maybe like 17 times a day, which is probably average. That's a very precise figure to say about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I did try and have a curse, a swear jar before. And then that is a good way if you're trying to cut back. Oh, so but, so explain that to me now, because that, that well, that, that would suggest you feel maybe you curse too much, do you? Well, my dad did think that I was cursing too much as a teenager, but I feel like it's kind of like I've heard, you know, Sarah Silverman, the comedian, refer to it as just adding a bit of spice to the conversation. Or if you're telling a story, you know, you might be adding a bit of flavor. It kind of grabs people's attention. You know, in some cases, you might be describing a person and maybe a swear word is the only word that can be used to describe them in certain stories. So I do think that cursing has its place. Well, M- Michelle Harding is with us as well, Holly. Don't go anywhere. She's the, the founder of the School of Life Etiquette School. Uh, Michelle, do you think there is a time and a place for a, a well-timed F-bomb? Hello, Kieran. Hello, Holly. Um, yes, I do. I absolutely do. Now, I was listening to Holly there and I agree with almost everything that she was saying about double standards, about sport and emotion. Um, but I suppose whenever you're on a platform, it's something that you have to be conscious of and the audience that's there. And you're never, ever going to you know, keep everybody happy. But the fact alone that there is an outburst about what she said speaks for itself in the sense that it's, it's not going to be tolerated. And maybe that's a bit strong of a word, but um, you know, there's been politicians who have been pulled out on this. Um, there's a reason why people in a professional capacity don't use curse words um, 
and yeah, we do. We all uh, curse, but it's, you know, normally it's when you're caught off guard. It's it's a reaction. Mm. Um, but if there's a curse coming out of your mouth every second word, then that's an issue. Um, now, I'm watching Ted Lasso at the moment. Have you watched it? I yeah. have. I have absolutely watched it. Brilliant. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit of a fan. And so where, where are, have you, going, fin- you, you, you haven't finished it yet? No, no, no. no so don't spoil it. Okay. Um, don't spoil it for me. But um, initially when I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Um, you know, so it's for football, um, for soccer especially, it's, and I'm, I'm not an expert on, on soccer, but it does seem to be something that's attached to it and it's, it's seen as okay. Um, you know, we've talked about GAA and people cursing at the sidelines and that being witnessed and that being an example to others as well. So it's about the use of the word, mm. um, how often they're being used and the audience that's watching at the time. I have to um, say, my, so my, my, one of the great joys in life my kids uh, derive is going to a Gaelic Games match and listening to <laughs> grown men and women cursing around them. They barely watch the hurling on the pitch. They just stare slack-jawed at these grown men and women cursing. They, they love it. They absolutely love hearing it. Um, but what, what, are, what are the types of situations you would say, no, never, absolutely not. Doesn't matter the context Context, doesn't matter what you're talking about, doesn't matter how passionate you feel, this is a situation you just never curse in. Well, any professional capacity, you, you just can't. Um, because in an office? You don't, in an office, if you're around colleagues that know you a long time and there's an odd curse coming out, well, that's okay. But I don't see the need for punctuating one sentence twice with a curse or one sentence with one curse and for some people that is the case so if you're doing that you need to address it Holly when you were competing uh, for Miss World well, I assume there would have been kind of rules or certainly guidelines were there around how to comport yourself and maybe not dropping in the odd F-bomb yeah, that was definitely a situation where I was expected to be ladylike. And, you know, things came into play like your table manners, your posture, how you carried yourself overall. So I wasn't going to be dropping the F-bomb when we were, you know, in certain situations there. Like we, we actually all, all of the girls from Miss World, we went to Cambridge University and we did a debate on pageants. And I definitely know that like that wouldn't have been a situation where I should curse, but I mean, I agree that there's a time and place and I definitely think, you know, who you're around. If I was around my boyfriend's family members or elderly people, I would definitely not want a curse word to slip out. So that's why I think in your day to day, even if you're around your friends, it's like, oh, you know, you kind of drop your guard and you curse. Like, I don't know. I actually don't know anyone who doesn't curse. Do you curse? Uh, oh, well, I absolutely curse. It's it's a wonder I don't curse more on air between four and seven o'clock, which I guess it just shows, though, that I mean, it is possible. If I can stop for three hours a day, I could stop for the other uh, um, 21 hours if I really needed to. But then I, there's something cathartic um, in in a good curse. There There are certain people that need to be described using certain words. I'll put Agreed. it that way. What, what's your favourite curse word? Oh, now you're putting me on the spot, Holly, because the the word I would really reserve for kind of a special situation is a word that a lot of people do find appalling. And it is an old Anglo-Saxon word. It's the reason that they've got 
They it's the reason they've got earls and countesses and not counts and countesses in England. We'll put it that way. I got you. Uh, <laughs> you didn't ask me if I curse. Michelle, do you curse? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. And what's um, your favourite curse have, word? Um, nothing that I'm going to say on air. Um, and I do soften it occasionally. But am I standing up in front of groups and punctuating my workshops with those words? Absolutely not. Um, have I found myself a time where I might need to? Yes, but I wouldn't. Absolutely, I wouldn't. And um, just, Holly, when you were saying about um, the table manners and your um, posture and, and things like that, um, I suppose every time somebody hears the word etiquette, they always assume and think of it being prim and proper and things like that. But it's always about how you make other people feel. That's what I try to put across. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes using um, bad language, and sometimes people refer to it as foul for a mm. reason, it's, it's, it can make other people feel uncomfortable. And, and I have been in situations where um, I've witnessed it and it's just not nice. And this was somebody using it just in their everyday um, life. So I think it's smart yeah. not to use it. That's what I would say. Just be smart. Know your audience. And absolutely, we all have our um, moments and why not? Um, it's there for a reason yeah. as well. It lets us release that anger or frustration, but ha- not for your everyday vocabulary. It's ha- not everyday vocabulary. Holly, what's your favourite curse word? Um, I'd have to say, do you have a beep there? Can you bleep it if I say we, it? No, we can't. We, we can't bleep it live. <laughs> You just have to describe it. This is very dangerous territory. People are going to start texting in their own favourite curse words and I'm not going to be able to read any of them out. I know, I know. Um, it's, oh no, I can't, I don't even know how to describe it. Okay, we'll just have to use it our... With, what's, the, what's, the fir- what's the first and last letter? Maybe FK. That would be quite a good one. Or ST or CT. Oh, yeah. I, we, we're definitely in dangerous territory by the end there. We're no, definitely in dangerous territory by the end. No, I don't want to. I'm not going to do it in front of Michelle. <laughs> yeah, Michelle, we're on our best behaviour in front of you. So at least you've had that impact. Don't, no need. No need. <laughs> Michelle Harding is the founder of the School of Life Etiquette uh, School and Holly Carpenter, the former model, uh, social media influencer and uh, swearer like a sailor. Uh, it turns out. Uh, I thought it was brilliant, to be honest, in that match. Says Steve, uh, she swore in such a great way. McCabe was different due to the context. Uh, so says uh, Steve. Anyway, Brian in Dublin says, uh, the keeper wasn't on a platform. She was on a football field. It's not like it was the Rosa Tralee and she had to deport herself properly. She was in an intense sporting situation. Limo in Galway says, I always apologise for swearing, but then I continue to do it. I feel the apology negates the swear. And Chris says, and now she just saved a penalty. I was trying to G up her teammates but one person is critical I swear most days but I watch the game and I can still remember that sweary moment in the World Cup final and I thought it was wrong it was a bit scumbaggy and she shouldn't have done it The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.